Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wizard Apprentice Podcast. I'm your host, Seth, and welcome to this episode of DM Insight, where we answer topical questions for DMs to help you improve your game. Question of the day is, how should we as DMs handle a character death in our D&D campaigns? But first, let me tell you about what you're listening to. The Wizard Apprentice Podcast is designed for players and DMs alike to get short, informational, and purposeful talks that help make D&D more enjoyable and smooth. With talks from world building, character creation, practical guides on monsters, and much more, we are dedicated to improving your game. So again, the question of the day is how should we as DMs handle a character death at our table? There are some tables, some campaigns, where character death happens often, where characters almost are expected to die and where players make several backups for their characters and they know, yeah, this character is going to probably kick the bucket at some point in this campaign. There's other parties where character death doesn't happen at all, where it's completely foreign to not only the DMs, but also the players that a character death should even happen. It's like, well, these are the, these are the protagonists. This shouldn't happen. And for a majority of parties, character death is rare, but it can happen. Um, the best, there's a balance that some, that most parties need to find of should this happen often, not often at all, none, or how should, how should it be handled? Um, I think that for session zeros, for the beginning of your campaign, you should lay out, is our characters expected to die? Like, is this, is this campaign going to be dangerous enough to where a character might die? Um, and kind of like talking about like a difficulty slider. I usually say on a scale of one to 10, how difficult is this campaign going to be? Um, one being you're living in Candyland. Uh, 10 being that you have a one-way trip to Avernus and you are not getting out of it. Um, you should talk with your party about how difficult this campaign is going to be and if character death is to be expected or if it's to be um, worrisome, like it might happen. You don't know if you play your cards right, it won't, but you just never know where the dice may fall and you never know what choices the characters or monsters are going to make. So again, character death is a point of contention, not only because of how tra like traumatic and dramatic a character death can be for the party and the uh, character itself, but also that there are spells um, that can bring people back from the dead. Spells like Revivify kind of make it worthless to have a character death. The only thing it costs is a third level spell slot and 300 gold pieces and your characters are back, which leads to a not so difficult way to bring characters back from the dead. So long as that character has not been dead for more than a minute. So the combat ends, uh, the, the character had died three rounds ago and the party is able to finish off the enemy and they run over, the cleric runs over, cast a spell and they're back. There's no, there's no concern for the party. Like, Oh, the as long as the clerics up, we're, we're good. As long as the Druid has reincarnation, we're good. Raise dead resurrection. There's true resurrection. There's tons of spells that can bring people back from the dead and makes it not very, uh, it's not very heavy. It doesn't, it, it may not be. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about ways that we can handle that. We can make it feel more heavy. Um, and also that we can find ways to balance it out with, uh, drama for the party, but also that it, there is real weight to it. So let's break it down. First off, how does a character die in D and D? 
how how would a character actually go about being considered dead? So everyone has HP, their hit points. Let's say my hit points for my wizard is 20. I have 20 HP as a wizard. Uh, if my HP is reduced to zero, I'm knocked unconscious and I am starting to die. So at zero HP, your character falls down. They can't do anything to save themselves and they start to effectively bleed out. So it's uh, you start dying and at the beginning of each of your turns, you make what's called a death saving throw. You roll D20. If you get a 10 or higher, you count that as one success. If you get a nine or lower, you count that as one failure. Your character, if they reach three failures before they reach three successes, your character is dead. If they reach three successes before three failures, your character is considered stabilized. They're not going to die from just sitting there. And after one hour, they'll regain one HP and they will be alive. Um, if you get a natural 20 on a death saving throw, which is the highest you can roll on a D20, your character shoots back up with one HP. They're alive. They're, they're no longer dying. They <gasps> like that breath of air and they shoot forward. If they roll a natural one, the lowest you can roll, uh, you, it counts as two failed death saves. So if I have, if I have one failure and two successes and then it's my next turn and I roll and I roll in that one, my character's dead. It doesn't, that's it. Um, other ways is taking damage while you are um, unconscious counts as a failed death save. If someone makes an attack roll against you, if someone like deals damage to you like a person with a melee weapon attack, um, that counts as a critical hit and it deals two failed death saves. So the, the there are orcs that are attacking the party and the bard goes down and he hasn't taken, he hasn't even had his turn yet and one of the orcs smashes his hammer over his head. He starts off with two failed death saves. That is super scary and that can really freak out some players um, because... Most of the time, when a character is knocked unconscious, people will the, the enemies will often just almost forget about them, right? Oh, I don't want to kill my character. I'm just going to leave him there, and I'll go after the barbarian next. Um, there's some understanding for that, but also, it's a uh, it's it, monsters aren't stupid. They shouldn't be, um, unless their intelligence is like five. <laughs> but if that's the case, then they're animals. They're beasts. Um, a majority of monsters that you that you will fight have some amount of intelligence, some amount of tactics. If they are smart, which means high intelligence, high wisdom, or average, they know, chances are, that there's going to be magic. If they know that there's a spellcaster in the party, they know that there's magic that's going to bring this guy back. They might consider finishing off the character. Play that to your liking, um, but know that some creatures might finish him off or at the very least drag him away. At the very least, take them hostage, um, regardless of what that looks like for your party. Um, other ways that a character can die, besides being reduced to zero HP and failing their death saves, is basically if they take a ton of damage in one instance, they're out. They're they're done. Um, so let's say this wizard with 20 HP. If I dealt 20 damage in one attack, it knocks the character unconscious. If I deal 30 damage in one attack, it knocks the character unconscious. If I deal 39 points of damage in one attack, which is way over their hit point maximum, and then some, they're knocked unconscious. If I deal double, if I deal, if they're at 40 HP and I deal, if they're at 20 HP and I deal 40 damage, which means that I have brought their like, I brought their HP into the negatives equal to their character, their character's hit point maximum. That character dies instantly. 
This also works if the character has less than their maximum HP. So if I'm the wizard with 20 HP, I get hit once or twice, I'm at 10 HP, and then you'll deal 30 damage to me in one attack, my character dies instantly. Because that first 10 HP goes to knock me unconscious, and then the next 20 takes over the rest of my HP pool and the negatives. So if I have negative 20 HP, not that you really count that as negative, but you just, for, the, for this instance of calculating this, if that negative equals or exceeds my hit point maximum, my character dies instantly. Uh, that is just kind of like, if you, that also works for enemies. So if an enemy knocks is knocked unconscious, uh, most of the time if a creature is reduced to zero HP, the party just kind of kills it, which is fine. But some important NPCs might fall unconscious. They might actually roll death saves. Um, they don't have to. It's up to you. But if the party is fighting this other group, of adventurers and the barbarian goes down but then they have a cleric on the other team and they heal them and they bring them back um that's cool um but if they reduce that person by a huge margin the the wizard casts blight and does a ton of damage and dude the rogue just shrivels up and he's gone that can happen that can also happen to your party uh, an unconscious character is not a dead character an unconscious character is dying um and if they get any amount of healing they automatically, they, one point of healing will bring a character back from the dead. One point. That's it. It doesn't take much to bring your character back from unconsciousness. My character is knocked unconscious and falls on the ground. And then the rogue on his turn runs over and drops a healing potion in my mouth. And I'm up. And I, there's no consequence for not being knocked unconscious. There's no concern. Oh, my character, having been knocked unconscious and brought back eight different times in this combat, there's no penalty to my character whatsoever. Which kind of it feels like it defeats the purpose of this it feels like in D&D if you can make it past 5th to 5th level your characters are almost certain to never die in the campaign because the cleric can have revivify the druid can have resurrection uh, the party can buy a scroll that has res like that has whatever there's an infinite number of things the party can do to prevent you from dying so long as you don't reach 0 HP and die instantly and they run out of spell slots and they don't have the gem your characters are going to live it, so it can feel really difficult to not necessarily that we're trying to kill our players, which we aren't. You should never intentionally say, I'm going to try and kill my characters. That is a rather toxic behavior of DMs to say, it's me versus the players and I want to win the game. That's not how you play D&D. You play D&D together. The goal is that you create a story. You, I am every time I'm DMing and I sit in my DM chair, I'm actively rooting for my characters to win. I want my characters to succeed. Now I want to make it difficult. I want to make it challenging because that's more rewarding for the party and it's a better story. But overall, they're the protagonists. I want them to win. I don't say, I cannot wait to try and kill the rogue this time. I make jokes about it. I'm like, oh, you guys are so dead. And then there's a combat counter and, oh, it's challenging, but they know I'm rooting for them. And that's part of the trust that comes with players and DMs. So with all that out of the way, your character can die by being reduced to zero HP, failing their death saves, being knocked out instantly, um, but they can also be healed and it instantly brings it back and there's spells that can bring it back even if they die. Let's talk about how we should keep our character deaths as moments and how we should handle them in itself. So, number one, do not waste a death on the small stuff. A small encounter or an encounter that has no merit to the story, to the overall leading story, the big bad or whatever, should not kill your characters thugs wandering beasts um whatever a, a tournament arc <laughs> none of that should kill your characters and if it does that's that sucks 
That sucks. A character death should be huge. It should have so much weight. And if we just bring it down to, oh, you guys are fighting these drakes that are guarding this cool tower that has no merit to the story, and the drake kills the drake kills the barbarian. Everyone's like, what? This is where we die. This is where our characters go. Like we've been we've been fighting for three levels, and we're starting to become strong. And now now they just die. They just drop out of nowhere. That feels unmerited. And so I recommend that a character that should have merit to the story. A character that should either drive the story or establish something that is to happen in the campaign. So, for example, let's take a big bad guy. Let's take this villain. Generic villain, right? They're going to meet the party maybe once or twice before the final encounter with them. Maybe they have a spire that the party is trying to go to and they send out a couple enemies to fight the party. So, these big bad, uh, the big bad's villain um, army is going after the party. They're fighting... Um, that if a character gets knocked unconscious, I may not kill them. I'm definitely going to capture them and be like, oh yeah, now you have to answer the big bad. If they get captured, I'm going to let the big bad be the person to kill them, not just some foot soldier. Unless the foot soldiers are designed to, like they're, they're, the way that they're described is these guys will kill without question. Um, if that is how the precedent for your world is, then it makes sense. Um, again, this all kind of boils down to how you and your table want to design it. But the way I've felt it works with about four and a half years of DM experience is that a character death should not be small stuff. Don't let the character death be something small and tiny. Make it memorable. Um, a character that should feel like the weight of the world has fallen on the party. So give the character the send off that they deserve. Um, Unless the scene does not call for that, but a majority of the time it will call for that. Let's let's use this as an example. The big bad has confronted and ambushed the party, and so the party is fighting off not only the big bad but also a couple of his henchmen, and it's not looking good. And the party's thinking we need to escape, but we don't have any opportunity to. They're just there's there's too much happening. And the paladin, who's low on HP, low on spell slots, he's used his used the last of his he, healing like lay on hands abilities. He's got nothing in the tank. He turns to the party and says, go, I'll hold them off. The party's like, what? What? No, no, don't, don't do that. You, we can all make it out together. And he says, there's no time. You guys have to go. You guys are the ones who are going to save it. And the party retreats and the paladin is left there standing to face off. And you make it the coolest moment for that paladin. You make it the coolest moment for that character and the most dreadful moment for the party. Talking about how the villain admires the uh, willingness and courage that it takes to stand against him alone. Now the paladin surrounded by henchmen and surrounded by the villain says, I won't, I won't stand for your evil wickedness. They'll bring you down for certain. And either maybe the paladin struck down where he stood and just enough time for the party to escape. Or the paladin gets a couple licks in on the, on the enemy one last divine smite to the to the shoulder of the big bad and the next time the party meets them they have a grisly scar a holy a holy and glowing scar that rolls down their chest that their armor cannot recover from that to describe that this had weight and effect on the party not only the party but the world itself that the that the villain was affected by it not necessarily that you need to change the stat block but all that being said is that 
a character death should feel monumental to the story and to the party's drive. Um, if a character is killed in combat and the party finishes the combat and rushes over to them, don't say, and now your lifeless friend is there and he's dead. That doesn't have any, I mean, it has weight to it, but there's no goodbye. There's no send off. Let the character have their dying breath. A last moment surrounded by the party giving their goodbyes saying, I want you to have this. And they give their necklace to the cleric or, um, take my weapon and strike him down for me. He gives the barbarian his ax or whatever, or he gives some speech about, about it. Then maybe the party has some funeral procession or however you want to do it. Just make sure that the moment is monumental for the party and the character gets a proper send off, which makes it difficult. It's difficult to do that because of the, the type of game that we play. So the home, the house rule of the day is that revivify and resurrection spells do not always work. There's a chance that they will not work. So the way I like to run this is that there is a DC. It's just a flat roll that the character has to make whenever they are brought back from the dead. So let's say the paladin goes down and dies. The cleric runs over and he takes the revivify diamond, the 300 gold piece diamond, and he uses it and he casts revivify on the on him. The paladin now has to make a DC 10 check. If he gets a 10 or higher, he's brought back. But then the next time, it's a DC 13, then a 16, then a 19, then a 22, and so on and so forth. And it builds up until eventually that it's impossible for that guy to become back. You brought him back so many times. It's that's it. That's all that that's all that he's got, man. You've 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 used all of that paladin, dude. He's gone. Um, players or characters that are not dead can offer um, tokens to um, lower the DC for the paladin. And what I mean by that is that they can give up, not necessarily like give up memories, but they can recall of fond memories with the paladin, either cool roleplay moments, things that the paladin has given them, like a necklace or something. And if they're willing to. Uh, give that up again not forgetting the moment but kind of it's expending that memory um it will lower the dc by one and so the paladin has died and has a dc 10 check and he's afraid that he's not going to be able to make it and the bard recalls a moment where he had stolen something and the paladin had kind of scorned him for it and the bard was really upset and the paladin gives back the bread or whatever he stole. And he sits down with the bard and he has a really, really productive conversation about, about the, the good. What is good? What is considered good? And this really awesome conversation that they have is kind of brought forth to memory. And the bard says, I would do, I would do anything to get, to get him back because that is what is good. He took, he's the one that taught me what is good. And the DC is lowered by one. Now it's a nine so that it will increase the chances of that character being coming back from the dead. And then the paladin rolls and he gets a 12 <gasps> and he's back and he's back and he's alive and it's amazing. And the party's all, Oh, thank goodness. Or he rolls a seven and the diamond is wasted and he doesn't get up. And that could be heart shattering for the party because with this house rule, if you, if you roll, that's that saving throw and you fail you cannot your character cannot come back they're gone 
And that's heartbreaking. And for some people, they won't like that. And that's okay. You don't have to. And you don't have to use that. But for my games, it makes it a lot more heavy to die because there's no there's no certainty that you'll come back. There isn't. And so people, when they drop unconscious, they're like, oh my gosh, this is horrifying. So don't waste a death on the small stuff. Make sure that a character death is memorable. And I would offer, make it uh, not certain that a character can come back if need be. Um, all that being said, now what we're going to do is we're going to go through a couple of examples of character deaths that have happened in some of my campaigns. Uh, and we're going to talk about how I, how we handled it as the party together. So first one, I wasn't a DM. The first one, I am playing a wizard known as Keros Vuvoxoth. Keros is a Triton wizard who left his home in search of adventure and knowledge. And so he met up with a party and there is this evil overlord who's ruling over the over the nation and him and his party are trying to assemble this ancient artifact that would be able to rid the evil overlord. The overlord caught wind of what was happening and sent out these goons to try and stop the party. Uh, these incredibly powerful um, soldiers came after the party and ambushed them. The party began to fought to fight. The paladin and the wizard were fighting side by side. And the paladin, his name is Red, and Keros, my wizard, did not get along. They really, they hated each other. Um, there was a lot of arguing that happened between them, a lot of bickering. Of course, me and the player, we were awesome. We were great. We were having so much fun. But our, our characters bickered all the time based on, you know, what's moral, what's right. Um, the paladin was an Oath of Conquest paladin who didn't take no for an answer, and he was really kind of greedy and selfish, and my character was young and gullible and was able to be convinced of pretty much anything, and so they would bicker and argue, and they had a huge argument right before this encounter where they're like, basically, not necessarily wishing that the other was dead, but there's this terrible argument that's happening, and then they get ambushed, and they get attacked, and uh, Karos goes unconscious. He gets knocked unconscious by the guard captain, and the guard captain picks him up by his neck and holds him in front of the party and says, you guys will drop your weapons and you guys will give us everything you have and I'll let him go. And Karos looked to Red, the paladin, and he and whispered, please, please. And Red looked to him and he said, you're not worth it. And the guard captain stabbed Karos through the back and Karos died. That was jaw-dropping for our party. Our party was stunned at what had happened. Karos fell, and he died, and they finished the combat encounter, and we sat in silence for maybe five minutes, just stunned at what had happened, what Red had said, and it really established Red as a character, and it established Karos as just misguided and what he had done. And at the end of it, me and me and the player that plays Red, we gave a big hug and we thought it was an awesome moment and it established the party. It established the world that the, 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 this, this party was in, that it was a very dangerous world. It was a very horrifying world. This is the same DM that I talked about in my Monster Manager episode about the goblinoids. Um, he ran this campaign and, and then I ran mine and then he ran his and we kind of play back and forth. And so... Great campaign from him and these really powerful guards, the Grey Guard that we had fought. Um, 
all that be, to be said is that this evil overlord and this character death was very monumental for the campaign. It would have been different if my character just got knocked unconscious and failed his death saves and died during this encounter. And there was no moment when my character had not been knocked unconscious and the, and he, the DM realized the the gravity of the situation that all oh, this isn't looking good for the party. He give, he gave him a way out. He said, Hey, we'll leave you guys alone. In fact, we'll even give you your friend back. If you give us everything you got, you give us all your gold. You give us any cool magic items, that belt, which was the artifact we're trying to put together, hand it over. And you know what the party could have done? They could have done it. And my character would have been alive, but they didn't. They thought this is too valuable. This isn't saving the lives of thousands is worth more than saving the life of Karos right now. And so Karos died. And it was one of my favorite D&D moments of all time. And it was my character that died. I was so ups- I was bombed. I loved Karos. But all that all that to, all that to be said is that it was a valuable moment of learning about character death for us and the party. Next example, um, this will be the last example we'll talk we'll touch on. I was DMing this campaign, and um, there was a uh, reoccurring villain that had been coming back, and he he basically was there from level three to level nine, and he had been killed like basically twice, and he was brought back from these spirits and all this crazy stuff. Um, but regardless, this enemy, this villain's name is Jax, and Jax had met the party as the party was traveling um, by boat to a um, to a new to a new part of the region um, and he went on their vessel and them and the party got to know each other and Jax was a part of this group that was actually trying to attack the port that the party was going to the party didn't know about it at the time and so the party didn't know about it at the time and whenever they got there they realized the gravity of the situation um, and the party tries to fight Jax and Jax's group and it kind of comes to a stalemate. No one really dies and they go on their own way, but they have to escape and they have to leave and establishes Jax as this bad guy who, um, after the party destroyed Jax's and his, uh, commander's ship, Jax and the commander were not happy and they began to hunt the party. Um, so no one died, but there was, there were stakes to this, right? So the party is now heading to this new place that they went to try and explore after leaving the port town that was kind of, you know, exploded, right? The party reaches this place. They spent a couple days in it. And the rogue, who had picked up a particularly interesting item, it was a locket that the captain wore. Um, and it was supposed to be Jax's. He took it off of Jax's locker whenever he was stealing. And Jax's locker had um, had this locket that if he wore it within a few mile radius of the captain he could hear the captain's heartbeat and he would actually gain bonuses because it's it's a it's a like a brotherly kind of um support uh magic item where they get a bonus for the ac and movement and saving throws while they're within a couple mile radius of each other and so the party is just hanging hanging out in this town and describe that the rogue begins to hear this (laughs) this heartbeat and he freaks out guys 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 they're here they go outside of the town and they see that the town is being attacked by these um, by these hooligans, <laughs> the Jax and his company. And they jump in the fray and they start fighting. And Jax's crew, um, who has been reoccurring for the past eight sessions, knocks down the barbarian. 
and the barbarian is knocked unconscious and is starting to die. And the fighter on the opposing side, uh, Jax's friend, runs over and he finishes the job and he kills the barbarian on the floor. Thank goodness that there was a cleric in the party, however, as um, after they finish the combat encounter and they run over to the barbarian who has been dead and I describe to the party how the um, the barbarian looks up at them and I give the barbarian a moment. I give the barbarian a couple minutes to just kind of talk with them and how scared he is and he doesn't know what's going to happen. The whole time the cleric is fumbling around looking for his diamond asking where it is and he finally finds it and his eyes go dark and the barbarian lays lifeless and he casts the spell and he casts Revivify and we wait for a moment. And what I do is I describe to um, the barbarian the afterlife for a moment, which is great. It's really cool. It um, By giving them their own little moment, either in the ethereal realm or whatever your afterlife in your campaign looks like, I have that moment with him and we talk and I say, barbarian, do you want to come back? And it was a moment of silence for a moment. And he goes, yeah, I, I do. So I have him roll the dice. And he passes with a nat 20, which is crazy. The party all freaks out. It doesn't matter because he passed. It doesn't matter what number he rolled, but he rolls a nat 20, which is insane. And I to describe how the barbarian shoots up from, his, from the floor and he comes back and the party is relieved. The next time that they encounter Jax, they rip him apart. Jax reoccurs and stays alive. Uh, and the party fights him again and just tears him up. And it was so rewarding and gratifying to beat Jax because of how much they hated him because of all the terrible things that he did, not only to the party, but also Jax's own crew. He wasn't a very good dude. But besides that, man, character death should not be um, super... It, 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 the D&D makes it out to be not very scary. It should be. It should be worrisome. Because that character, if they're if they died, they should they might be done. So I encourage DMs and players. I encourage you this way. Um, I encourage you to live in the moment. And if a character does happen to die, make it a memorable one. Um, players give room for the DM to speak, and for the character that has died to speak. And DMs make sure that that character gets a proper send off if that is the end for the for that character. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Wizard Apprentice podcast and this episode of DM Insight. Happy early Thanksgiving um, or happy belated Thanksgiving if you're watching this after. after. Um, follow us on Instagram at the Wizard Apprentice podcast where we have a upload schedule and we'll be uh, posting rather frequently. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week.